On this week's episode of the Wealth Collective podcast, we look into goal setting. We look at how you look at setting your goals and then how you turn those into financial goals. We also look at how you can hold yourself accountable, which is always an important part. So stay tuned and we hope you enjoy. Cheers. Everything we talk about on today's podcast is general advice only because we don't know your individual personal situation. Before you act on anything we've spoken about, you should chat to your financial advisor. And if you don't have one, feel free to reach out to us. Now, on to today's show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealth Collective podcast. I'm Zach Masters, and today, as always, I'm joined by Pete Pennycott from Picada. Welcome, Pete. Oh, good to be back. Uh, what happened to last week's podcast when I couldn't make it? You had sick kids. We tried to record an episode. just didn't work out. So you're the glue that holds it all together, I think. It wasn't the same. Apparently, it just sort of felt a bit holding. No, no pep. Yeah. No pep so we're back. So we're back. It's all good. Get That's pumped. It. We're back. Um, footy's back in Melbourne today. Yeah, footy's so. back. It just feels alive. I sort of walk past the... Uh, the pub uh, after sort of leaving the office earlier and uh, everyone's getting yeah, pretty g'd up for uh, the Tigers against the Blues. So could, are going to be a bit of a shellacking tonight? But who knows? It could be yeah. a surprise. What are your tips for Premiership Brown on Wooden Spoon for this year? Uh, Hawthorne by... Hot. Yeah, it probably might be a close game, I'd say, against whoever, they, whoever comes up against them. <laughs> Tom Mitchell, get the Brown low. And then probably like... Wooden spoon. Doesn't matter. It'll probably be Adelaide. Oh, I reckon yeah, it might be Adelaide. I'm an Adelaide supporter, so I think it's going to be a rough year. So I'll say Kangas for the wooden spoon. I hope Trelaw gets the brown though after Collingwood shipped him off. Um, and I reckon Port looked pretty good this year, although they only played Adelaide in the preseason. So um, that's not probably saying too much. Oh, ah, wow. I have to apologize to listeners out there. Um, <laughs> if you hear screaming in the background, because that's all I can hear at the moment. <laughs> It's not because my walls are like rice paper. There's just the screaming is quite loud. So uh, our eldest is having a pretty rough time of it out there. So in a bit of a funk. <laughs> well, we'll try and push on. Try and push on um, anyway. So well, what we got to You got to yeah, work under pressure. We, we can do this. That's it. That's it. Um, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about one of the major parts of um, the financial planning process, or even if you're wanting to do anything financial, and that's working out how to set financial goals. Um, so this is obviously something that we do with clients, um, but it's something that is crucial for even yourself, people, listeners out there as an individual, or if you're as part of a couple, um, sitting down and setting some of these goals. And on the back of that, that's really how you can create a financial plan for yourself. Yeah, and so if you need pay- a bigger carrot in front of you, like Morningstar did a study... Um- and said, like, using the goals-based framework in financial planning led to a 15% increase um, in client wealth. Um, so that was sort of David Blanchett, uh, Morningstar's head of retirement research. So that's not going to sneeze at, uh, 15% in terms of, and I think it just, because it just focuses your, your energy and effort on what's important. Yeah, and um, you know where your why is. So when you're doing, you know, you're going, I have to save X amount each month. Well, you know why you're doing that because it goes back to what one of your big goals are. So you're more likely to stick stick to certain things. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of more adherence. And I think the more realistic and the more vivid you can make it, um, yeah, it just it, it gives you something to strive for. And when things get a little bit tough or you go off the rails a bit, as just life 
does, you know, whether it be a global pandemic, a GFC or a loss of a job or, you know, a happy surprise of an unexpected child or, um, or you had triplets, um, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, life's full of curveballs. It might be like a piece of legislation that changes things or a windfall. Um, they can derail your planning because it sort of, you know, changes your focus temporarily. But I think if you have that, you know, those key markers of going, this is what I'm targeting. This is what I've said is important to me and I've documented it. Um, yeah, pretty, exo- pretty exciting. But I think that one of the things is you need to be somewhat realistic with it. I know they talk about hags, like your big, hairy, audacious goals uh, in people's business. I don't know if they've got a the same place in financial planning. Uh, I think financial planning, you need a, an element of, um, you don't want to get so demotivated early because, I don't know, you, there's those parameters that go into a, a financial goal or achieving it that you still need to sort of have an air of, yeah, being somewhat reasonable for it, I would think. Yeah, definitely. So how can people sit down and set goals either by themselves or if they're in a couple as part of a couple? Yeah, look, it's as simple as a pen and paper, like pen and paper, get your iPad out, get your computer and start typing. Um, for those people that are naturally built that way, uh, not everyone's, you know, uh, goals mind and sort of just comes naturally. So I think, um, yeah, opening up the floor or having someone facilitate or whether it's sort of, you're in a couple, like one of you sort of ask the other person, just some reflective and probing questions and, just sitting there in silence and, you know, letting someone think about it and go, hang on, oh, okay, um, what what is the answer to that? So what is important to me? Um, I think that's the key. Um, and I think it's not as simple as for most people, just a number, like going, oh, I want to, uh, yeah, and a common thing that comes in as goals is I want to retire at age 60 on $100,000 a year. Okay, that's that's one. Um but like, okay, why do you want to finish up at 60? So digging a little bit there, but that's interesting. So why do you feel like that? Why do you feel like that's important to you? Um, so just getting to those layers to sort of build a little bit more meat around the, the skeleton that is that initial um, goal. Or it might be the other way and it's sort of, you've got all the meat and you sort of pair it back to going, okay, how do I actually make this happen? So I think it's that art of, you know, taking those non, those intangible feelings that something's going to bring you. So it might be peace of mind and security, might be a sense of achievement, um, you know, or just sort of pleasure. But there'll be there'll be a way to make sure we're sort of hitting that. So what is that target? Um, and I think from a couple perspective, that's how I would do it. Just open the floor and, you know, maybe, you know, if it was me, I'd sort of have a nice glass of red just to, you know, just open up the creative Financial juices a little date bit. Night. Yeah, for some people it might be a kombucha or a sparkling water or a hot tea, um, but there'll be something that just gets you feeling comfortable because I think you do need to be in the right mindset and zone to really, really get yeah, get everything out. Um, and it might not all happen at once either. It's sometimes a big brain dump uh, is not going to work for you. And you go, you might have an epiphany when you're having your morning shower or you're out on a jog or something like that. So um, all those voice memo apps or just writing things down. I know people have dream journals on their bedside tables. Um, that's how I would do it. And I, I don't think you need to stop. Like you, whatever you set as your, your goals and your objectives up front, I don't think that needs to be the be all and end all. But um, look, how do, how do you find 
well, what, what's, what's worked really well for you when you've sort of had, you know, breakthrough moments or sort of uncovered some really good uh, goals or values for clients? Yeah, I think um, it's that, as you said before, the visualization um, becomes really important. So sitting there, it's easy to go like, as you said, I want to retire at age 60 on 100,000, um, but then trying to understand why that is. So a lot of people haven't necessarily looked back. So, you know, asking people or asking your significant other going, oh, what do you want retirement to look like? So how many holidays do you want to take each year? Um, another question that we sometimes ask is if it was your 90th birthday, um, and you're up there giving a speech, what do you want to look back on and say that you're proud that you've achieved throughout your life? Um, so that starts to get you in the mindset of going, all right, yeah. what, ha- what have nicer I one compared done? to what do you want people to say at your eulogy or something? <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people, when we ask that question, sometimes are just stoked that they've made it to 90. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be tonning up, don't worry. <laughs> raising the bat. Yeah. Um, but that's the type of thing. So you've got to get in that mindset of the visualization. Um, I think it's really important. Like usually in couples, there's going to be someone that dominates the conversation if it's financial. So making sure that you um, listen to each other and give each other the chance to speak. And because the better you are connected with the goals um, and their goals for both of you, the more likely you're going to be to achieve them, the less arguments and um, financial arguments yeah. that you're going to find- have down the path. And do you find that you like you always have to be aligned on every single goal, or like if you're like couples, or no, I don't know. Like that's an interesting one because I think people or like no, people are different. Think they you have to be the same, and it's no, not because you don't usually you're not usually together with someone who's the identical um, version of you. You might be, but there's there's going to be some. Like, well, you and <laughs> oh, I, I want to be. be. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I'm trying to pick the polar opposite of me. Like, give me- <laughs> Give me someone with a little bit more sort of uh, sanity, please. <laughs> but there's, uh, well, yeah, that means that there's, uh, there's going to be um, different goals for, for each of you. And that's fine to have individual goals as well. Yeah. Well, the exciting um, thing is sometimes when you have those different ones though, and you have like something that aligns, you go, awesome. Like we've got this one that we can focus on together. But I, look, I love the fact that you can have a little bit of independence in that. Like you can, you know, you can't be like stuck next to each other all day, every day, you know, um, but it is nice to have a little bit, at least one, you know, even if that's a real big one of sort of what does your life look like together? And I think that reflective type of question of what happens at your eulogy or your 90th birthday or whatever, like something that has you sort of cast your mind forward and go, hey, what would make me really proud if I've achieved this by X time in my yeah. life? Um, and I think, yeah, that's a, that's a really good thing. And um but yeah, I, I would say you would need some alignment on something. Otherwise, um, it can be a little bit, I don't know. It's good to have that sort of buddy to keep you accountable as well. Yeah. And you've got to be willing to give and take um, as well. So if there is like certain um, retirement goals that you have and things like that, like there might be middle ground potentially where you can meet on certain things. Because um, especially like when you're talking about future planning as part of a couple, um, it becomes important that there is some alignment um, yeah. with that or else, you know, you've got to get closer towards retirement and then eventually not be happy. Um, like neither one of you is potentially happy with the outcome. Yeah. Um, and I think, look, and some of those, uh, absolutely, you want that, you do want that sense of achievement and accomplishment. Um, and it's great if you can share it, but not everyone's in a, in a couple either. So I think some of the things that I found really good, um, 
that have worked really successfully. Like for me personally, uh, you know, back uh, at different points and also what I've seen work for like just people I've come across and just people have been really good at achieving stuff. Like some people I really admire how great they are at just sort of outlining a sort of a path and yeah, it's not a straight line to get there, but they, you know, they're, um, yeah, the journey is really exciting to sort of watch from a, um, yeah, as a third person. Yeah. So like a journal, there's a, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of books and I know sort of, I've had a few different ones where it sort of prompts you with some prompts you with those questions. So you've got to fill it in. Like, um, I can't, I'll, I'll dig it out. Uh, I do have some old copies lying around, so we'll put it in the show notes there, but I, I know that's been good. And it was sort of what Tim Ferriss recommended in one of his uh, books, but um, yeah, it was get, getting up in the morning and sort of writing something. So, you know, similar to that gratitude, what are you happy for, but also what are you sort of looking to achieve? Um, there's online tools as well, which are really good. So there's plenty of those that you can sort of just document. You can even set reminders for yourself. So it's sort of, you don't need to sort of, you, know, you could pay a coach or pay like you know have engage a financial advisor or someone to keep you accountable mm. um but it's not always the most economical way to go about it so there's a lot of digital tools that you can do it for next to nothing i think if not free um but they'll sort of intermittently just sort of set up reminders for you and sort of you know digitizes the goal setting and you know the accountability because goal setting is beautiful the uh accountability and making it happen is pretty important as well um, well that's a yeah without that it it's um, it's just a thought, really, isn't it? Yeah. Unless you're staying accountable to it and you're um, doing the things that you said you would. So if we are, let's say we've set the goals, um, how do people then know how to turn those life goals that they may have into financial goals? Uh, and I guess it depends on each individual goal, but is there certain big ones, so like retirement and um, things like that, that you go, oh, yeah, this is how you can turn this into a financial goal? Uh, retirement's probably a bit easy. Like, geez, just really setting it up on the yeah. tee there for me. I'll just knock it away. <laughs> it's like literally got uh, some number parameters there. But yeah, X date with X dollars. And that's, yeah, if you can simplistically boil every goal down to that, that's great. But um, I would prepare yourself that it's not going to be that simple. It's more likely than not you're going to have some things like, you know, I want to build my profile and have a successful career. Well, that could take on a variety of forms but there might be some actions you need to take uh, straight away or some investments you might need to make and go, look, you know, um, I'm not really good at speaking, you know, you know, I'm thinking about myself here. So you might go, Oh, Pete, you need a public speaking course. or I'm going to go do Toastmasters or something like that. And that's a cost involved with that. And that's an investment of my time, my uh, financial resources as well. That's, that's what you're hoping to achieve with it. And like, you know, trying to boil it down to like smart goals. So, you know, um that's fundamentally what you what you're trying to do but it's pretty much every goal that you've got is going to have some financial ramification attached to it yeah i'm struggling to think of one that doesn't as a a financial advisor you would say that wouldn't you yeah (laughs) exactly but if you think like even like people like oh well if you want to um you know, improve your career or different things like that. I think you're going to tread into some very delicate... Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued at how you go with it. Go. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Like, even if it's... um, Say you want to get fitter and healthier. Well, there's potential gym memberships. There's potential um, diet costs associated with that. Yeah, just um, eat less, save money, and then get out there and run on the road. Yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, potentially. Um, but most of the time, there is going to be financial consequences associated with these goals so it's about digging deeper and going all right what are they and it might be like opportunity costs so what if i need to dedicate 
X amount of hours to do this thing. And that means yeah. X amount of hours that I can use to produce income or, or different things like that. Like there's always an opportunity cost with choosing anything. Oh, absolutely. Life is full of competing priorities. It's another tattoo that I should get emblazoned on me if I ever, <laughs> if ever sort of uh, spoiled my body, my skin with a, a tattoo. Um, the temple. So, oh, look, I think it's, <laughs> I think you've got to dig deeper and go like, who are you? What's important to you? What's going to drive you? What is really going to make you happy? And sometimes it might be money. Now I've got people banging on the door to get in here. So it's really people's <laughs> money happening. on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so I think that's um, fundamentally the most, if you can capture that, and I think you mentioned it before, the why. So what yeah. what's motivating you? Why is this important? Because um, what money is only the tool or the fuel to get you there. Yeah, it's not the end game. You know, it's a means to an end in a lot of cases. And I know that sort of, as we were mentioning before, and I think you are spot on. I was sort of being a bit facetious before about because um, it's like some things maybe are not dollar driven on requiring any uh, financial thing. It no, might but there will be. there will be there potentially is financial ramifications or because yeah, you've absolutely. chosen to do that. Yeah, and I think understanding who's important as well as what's important is really key here. And I think that's, you know, again, just get that paper out, get your whatever, an iPad or your tool, whatever, just document it. Who's important to you? Yeah, how are they going to figure? Because um, your goals are naturally, you're going to feel the most satisfaction if they're making... Uh, um, <laughs> really is- you're losing it. They're, they're banging on the door. No, it doesn't sound too bad for mine. So no, it must just right. be really bad where you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um but then i think what that does is it shows you like what are the challenges you've got in your situation so what are the things you need to overcome um but also it's sort of setting a, a trajectory for you so you know all right well these are the things that are really really fundamentally important to me that's the sort of as long as i can tick these things off um and it keeps you focused and on track because without that i think you just can drift a little bit of because some of these goals that you set are so long-term. Yeah. So how do you know if you're on track in month six or in year two? You know, you need to know and have some sort of uh, structure to bring it back to. Um, well, I think that's like, for me personally, I love um, if there's financial goals, like breaking it down into like a monthly or weekly amount. Like the common one is uh, I've seen like doing the rounds a lot at the moment is the, like how to save 10 grand in a year. And they, have you seen those on Instagram? Like there's a few... Um, I save 10 grand a year. Like people out there that are doing it, and it's just the got a different dollar amount each day and they put it all in envelopes throughout oh, the yeah. year. Where are, they like just, this, where are they getting this cash from? Yeah, I know. But that's like uh, in real simple terms, it's going, you've got a goal to hit 10,000 at the end of the year. Here's what yeah. I need to action each day to get there. I did like get a pretty good, I, get a, I got a card like that from UpBanking, that Neo Bank when I, uh, when I joined and up. tested that. And they had that card that sort of had different, like five bucks, 25, and yeah. $1. Yeah, novel concept. And I think that's another, That's probably another good thing of, um, I forget what the initial question was. It was sort of, how do we make those life goals, financial goals? Yeah. You might, well, you got to put a number on it. You got to put a number or a dollar on it somehow. Yeah. Work out what's the next what's the next action you've got to take. Um, but sometimes it might be, yeah, there are financial elements of it, but it's just do something. Like go, I need to do this task by this date. 
Um, and some of them are like a one-off where you go, I need to achieve this goal by this date. That's yeah. it. But some of them are like one that I'm trying to implement in my life at the moment is I want to go over 10,000 steps four times a week per like on a day. Um, okay, yeah. So, but that's a, that's an ongoing one of going, I need to sort of be ticking that off on a regular basis. Why? Because I know the end game will be off. I'll feel fitter, healthier. I'll probably still fit into my, all the current suits and pants and stuff <laughs> that I have in the cupboard. So that, I think those things are just being you know, aware that goals can look different and feel different and not necessarily all have to be super long-term. Um, yeah. It might be a good, good idea to mix them up, have some, you know, that are sort of going to be achievable within the next six to 12 months and some other ones that are really long range and then make sure they all align. So they're not sort of absolutely conflicting. And I think with most of even the long-term goals, you can set yourself short-term goals off the back of those long-term goals. And that's the easiest way to stay accountable to what's going on. Um, because like the biggest one is well, the most easiest one to talk about is retirement. Like that's potentially a long way away for a lot of people. Um, but they'll still have a goal that they want to retire, but you need to then start to work that back and go, all right, well, what does retirement look like? And there's different tools that can help you with um, this goal setting and making sure you're on track. And um, there's tools like, you know, financial modeling tools out there, calculators that will help you, you know, show you what if you gave, put an extra 5% into super, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, all those type of things that can help you start to set goals. And that's a really simplistic way of looking at it. There's, there's a lot of different tools out there that are available to you. A common one would be like people want to give back to the community. And that's one I hear a lot. Um, or they, you know, they'd like to just give back to people that are like, or networks that have supported them to get where they are. So they're successful now and they want to take some time out. Well, okay. That might not instantly seem like a monetary thing, but it's like, all right, well, let's try and look at what if you take a year off uh, in year 11 of the modeling? Okay, great. So this is what we need to do for every year leading up to that. So we're going to invest it. This is how we're going to do it. This is what we assume a conservative uh, growth rate is. And by having that, we're going to have this pool of assets available and we can turn on a, a monthly drawdown for 12 months. And then you've got your um, a year off that you can really focus on that uh, passion project that you had. Yeah. Yeah. They're the sort of things that you can do. And I think um, just know that life doesn't go in straight lines. You need to be flexible, um, but at the same time, be systematic in your approach. So yeah. have a system uh, and continue like checking back on it. Um, and I think the main thing is accountability and support. So if you can, if you've got a, a partner, they might be a good person. They might be not a great person to keep you accountable because you might smile at them and they, you know, lose focus and uh, you know just go, oh, I'll let you do whatever you want. You might, you need someone a little bit more. Uh, who's going to? And it might be a friend. It might, and it might just be like a digital tool or those things we mentioned before. So yeah, and I think you, you'll know yourself too how likely, like, if you're someone that struggles with sticking to goals, that it might be getting in. Um, a professional or something like that to help you. Yeah, um, I've just I've just read the it. show notes and I realise uh, for the first time, obviously, I just realised <laughs> we've started answering the next question. <laughs> no, that's it. That's but that's I think we've pretty much spoken about how do you stay accountable. Um, we've pretty much touched on on all of those factors. Is there anything else that you think we might have missed? Oh, I think like celebrate your successes and the journey. I think yeah. uh, too often, especially if it's retirement is your only goal or like it's something like ten years out that can get very, very demotivating when things don't go right. And the start 
for in financial goals, the start of your like journey to that is so slow, slow so boring. So you need to, I don't know, like you need to gamify it a little bit and sort of give yourself little like, uh, I don't know, dopamine hits of, oh, this is good. Well done. That's great. And it sounds a bit cheesy and corny, but um, if you can, it's give yourself some reward for doing, oh, great. You took that step. Yeah. That's fantastic. You open that investment account or, oh, that's awesome. Um and whether or not you say it aloud like this, um, or you sort of you can you sort of congratulate someone else for doing it, or you go and sort of go in. Well, hopefully, if you've got a you're paying someone, something that you wanted, like a small amount, or they're ticking it off and marking it off on your progress. So you just got a checklist. Sometimes just the act of crossing something off or ticking something off on a checklist is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, that would that's really important. Like celebrate those little. Just the action. Action's a big deal. Like just taking those initial steps, um, and then you know adhering to it. I think that's it. And maybe you know, depending on the what the nature of it is, you want to be checking in on it. You know, you know, hopefully monthly, maybe quarterly, six monthly, uh, annual. Worst case scenario, like that. You know, every annual. There's a lot of every, every thirty first of December. Check yeah. in. Every first, set new goals. Is that game done? We could, we could have like we could have just jumped to that solution. Actually, what do we what do we hold this back from the listeners? We're just, just giving them what they want. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely um, like the more frequent you can check in without it becoming overkill, the better off you're going to be. Um, yeah, in the long term, agree. Definitely. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I know you've got screaming kids in the background, so we might give the mailbox question. A quick miss this week. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up? Any final tips? Uh, absolutely. I think <laughs> the, I was just reflecting on when we're, taught, we're turning them into goals. And I just sort of thought you need to prioritize them as well. Not all goals are created equal. Um, you need to know what's your main, main focus. And then because sometimes you might not be able to serve all your goals at once. You might have to put some on the back burner and go, hey, look, I need to really need to go um, this is the most important thing to me now. Um, and like for me at the moment, it's like, all right, I've got young family. Young family is number one. That didn't even it's exist like, in my goal. Yeah. So like, for thing. instance, it could be like, oh, I want to travel and I want to like oh, buy a house. Have, there's so many like things on my goal list. And, and travel. That could be Don't rub like it in. That. All right. There's so many things <laughs> on my goal list that are sort of on the back burners, apparently for a couple of decades now. Uh, and then I'll get to enjoy them, which I love my kids. They're great. Um, <laughs> Uh, they're you know they're they're on ice for the moment because we've got other things like all right saving for education we've bought in bought a bigger house last year that was that was something we wanted to do um Mm. so i think that's really important to prioritize um and be honest with yourself don't have too many maybe uh oh you're gonna give a number (laughs) i was gonna give a number i'd say five five goals uh five goals are you actively working on any one time you should have a top three that are pretty clear. Maybe 10 in total. 10, but the five are on the back burner in the, you know, they exist because that's, yeah. you know, when you can introduce them, they can come almost like a, in the footy parlance of the AFL, it'd be like putting on the green vest and you're on. It's a contentious point at the moment. Oh, is there oh, a green, green vest? vest or... Yeah, it's back. <laughs> it just shows the how much I've been paying attention to. <laughs> Go the Hawks. Um, but yeah, I think that, that would be it. So I would apply that logic of going maybe 10 high-level goals, five key goals that you're working on any one time, and three 
high priority. These are my biggest focus um, would be that um, might leave it. Hopefully that's been uh, insightful and sort of motivates yeah. people to get cracking. Look, you know, you're, everyone's looking for a good time to start. Um, so probably the best time to have started was in the past. Best time is now, start. like opening now. day of AFL footy season. So what a better, what better time to go, hey, it's a good time to set goals other than, yeah, the beginning of Hawthorne's campaign for another another flag. There's zero chance Hawthorne are getting another flag. This oh, year. You'll never hear from me again talking about <laughs> no. Hawthorne. Probably, you'll probably look atrocious after I bet you don't night. even know they're playing this week. You probably don't even care, do you? Essendon, isn't it? I think <laughs> I did put my footy tips in. Anyway. Uh, Well, that pretty much wraps us up for today's episode. As always, if you've got any questions, we need more questions. We want more questions coming through. So email us. Real real perplexing ones to make us think. uh, I do want them. Um, So email us those through at connectabacata.com.au or hit us up on any of our social media. And I think Uh, people need to start reviewing us, writing like five stars, ten stars. It does help get the word out there. I think... um, yeah, it's important. Like, you don't want to, like, be begging and sort of... Uh, share it with yeah, your friends. If you enjoyed the show, you're getting something out of it. Yeah, share the love, pay it forward, get it out there, let someone else know about it. That's it. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Pete. Take care.